Hi, Mark. Hey, Justin. What's up? Hey, living the dream. Living the dream, man. Living the dream. All right. <laughs> and it's, it's morning for you. I, yeah. Yes. And I, I'm kind of tired, to be honest. Well, my, my sleep schedule has been wrecked thanks to these, you know, 2 a.m. interviews and stuff I've been doing. So, uh, so tell us, yeah, how's it going with Facebook? Um, let me give you the whole update. I actually uh, took a couple minutes and uh, reviewed our goals from last time. So this will be good. <laughs> okay. can, uh, just zoom through them quickly. So my goals were uh, work on Phoenix Igniter, and I didn't. And that's really frustrating because I want to, at least I think I want to. It's been number one goal for three weeks in a row. But it's also been really easy to put off. Um, post two more blog posts. I got one out, which was uh, about the costs of scalability or the cost of scaling a web app that didn't get to the top of Hacker News, but it got some traffic. And I've just about got another one ready to publish, which is about the, uh, the traffic building strategy we talked about last time, like filling in the gaps in, uh, in Google searches. If you find something difficult to search, then you should probably write the blog post that answers that search since it was a pain to find. And other people who find it are likely to uh, drive it up in the search engine rankings. Mm-hmm. So got the uh, got that one done. And then my third goal was start catching up publishing this podcast. Been good about that. Had a cadence of publishing every five days. Um, so we actually got two out in the past week and we're you know, caught up by a couple of days. So if I keep this up, uh, should we should eventually get caught up and um, that will be a nice relief. Yeah, so, get people through the time warp because we're we we're about ten episodes <laughs> ten yeah. episodes behind. Although I've gotten I've got, I've gotten some uh, some feedback from people like, oh yeah, that's that's kind of cool because I'd forgotten what that was like at the beginning of the epidemic or stuff like that. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Facebook uh, wasn't. I mean, that wasn't a main goal. I, I uh, have still just been prepping. Uh, it turns out they added another step. So I thought I was doing like a, like a five-hour interview in the middle of my night. Um, but since I'm international, they want to add another step before that, basically just do two technical screens first, which is fine. Like I don't want to, you know, bonus just for my citizenship or something like that. But uh, it's, uh, um, yeah, it was, I don't know, it was the same kind of experience as last time. Like the algorithm was fine, but I'm still, you know, just a bit, a bit rusty on JavaScript. I, I tried to use uh, like an Elixir string dot split. So they say you've got a string and a variable called foo. I tried to do like string dot split foo comma the pattern I want to split on. And in JavaScript, you just type foo dot split and then you know put the pattern in. What they're really gonna like say? Oh, you can't, you know you can't get this job because you forgot the syntax of JavaScript. Um... I don't know, uh, but I, but I did a couple. Like I, I had one there, and then I had I had a uh, another, another basically just you know wrong library function for uh, um, uh, checking to see if uh, uh, if an array contains something. So you know it's it slowed me down for sure. It, it meant I rushed on the end and like barely finished the second problem. And I know at least at Groupon it absolutely, absolutely definitely would have. Like they were asking questions that were designed to see if you knew like 
the some of the more esoteric things about JavaScript. Um, you know, like digging into uh, um, if you're looking at say a, a normal object, like are you are you checking for has own property? Like like what what mistakes could you make if you tried to you know write your own versions of underscore functions? And at Groupon, they even asked me about like uh, under under proto, which I don't think anybody was really talking about seven years ago. So uh, I don't know. It, it just depends on their system. But uh, I was uh, either. I can't remember where I saw this, but um, there was a there was a, a meme on uh, Twitter. Um, basically, you know, you know when you when you uh, start a university at the beginning of the year, you have um, people with desks, like a t sort of debate society type things, and someone had a desk that said, you know, programming means sort of remembering how to do stuff half the time and then googling it the other half. Tell me, you know, like yeah. pers persuade me I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? Um. Yeah. It really depends on the kind of thing you do. You know, like, like some stuff, especially if you're working at a lower level, it's like you are just building everything. And then other stuff, it's just, you know, kind of plugging together various libraries for things. And, and I think, you know, like the bigger the company and the more they care about performance and, and the more new things they're doing, the more they'll care about, uh, about the first type of skill. Um, which is usually, I mean, in general, like that's what I excel with, like the algorithmic side. But, you know, syntax from a language that was like my main language five years ago is it's a little bit worse because because there's interference from what I've been using recently. Yeah. You know, um, anyway, uh, that's the, the update. Either I will, uh, uh, that will be, you know, done because of my uh, uh, use of, string dot split or something similar or um you know so either it's that and i'll just you know focus ever more so on my own stuff which is would be good to be honest because just just the knowledge that this thing is out there is making me like review a bunch of graph algorithms and you know stuff like that so either it's that or uh you know i, I still have a another five hours of you know my 2 a.m to 7 a.m. or something lined up. So, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing. So, um, so for I guess, do you want to hear my my update? Uh, I have your goals. If you forgot them, yes, please do tell me my goals. I, I can. Uh, I can just are you, are you bash note, you with them right as you get. Are out. you going to note the goals in future? Then is that the new? I am trying to because I mean, one of the main things we do this for is just to you know just state our goals and. Uh, you know, it kind of sucks for me to get on this call at midnight and be like, well, I still didn't like release anything new to my Phoenix Igniter customers, but that's good motivation. I mean, they, like that's kind of the best kind of call when I, you know, I feel like, I gotta, yeah, yeah, I got to get in there. So you said your goals were nugget, vegan, and keep the blood sugar in range and not to get too consumed with the Roblox game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's start with the, um, the, the blood sugar, which is kind of interesting. Um, I, I'm not sure how I've done with the blood sugar because they sent the, my insur health insurance company sends me these, these three sensors. And the way that you mm -hmm. put the continuous glucose monitor into yourself is it has this, um, like a, I'm just showing, 
showing Mark right now, like a, it, this thing about this big, and you basically put it on your arm, and it sh you press it, and it shoots the needle in and pulls it out real quick, and then leaves the leaves. I guess I guess it's some kind of like plastic type of string thing inside your skin, and that's but how really it, small. Yeah, really small. But it's it's about this. It's about about like an inch long, maybe okay. maybe half an inch long, and like sort a of, string. It's it's it it seem it seems very it seems like a like a some kind of membrane you know okay and and so and then there's a it, it the whole thing goes around a, st a sticky patch so it's this quite big thing anyway so we were on vacation the week before with grandma and um, the delivery came and I guess it was sitting out in the hot baking sun for quite a few Ooh. days so I went to put it in and it went. But then the recoil spring, obviously the sun had basically made it not work. So what normally happens is it's super fast. It sticks the needle in, it pulls it out really fast. You don't notice. But now the needle, just this giant needle just goes into me and it's just like left in me. Oh. And the whole thing is like sticking to me and it didn't pull. It also pulls off the sticky stuff. So then the whole device is just like stuck to my arm with this giant needle in my arm. I'm like, oh my god! So then I try to pull that out, and it's like, ow! And then I, the same thing happened with the second, and I didn't try the third. So basically, I just don't have any CGM this week. Yikes. Continuous glucose monitoring. Uh, so how long I do those last? Uh, each one lasts ten days. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so so you're kind of flying blind. It's just based on how you feel. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, I'm just making a point of trying to eat yeah less. Um, less with with uh, less uh sweets with regard to vegan um i've done very well except for cheese i had some cheese mm. um i did have a bit of alcohol that which one does tend, does tend to take me off track um, okay so that's the blood sugar story now with regard to the um the roadblocks and the nugget um well Someone did tell me that they had a friend who really wanted to do the boot camp. Cool. And I found that quite inspirational. So I have actually been able to do a bit of hacking on the boot camp. I'm getting very close, very close. So it's not release worthy, but it's getting close. I'm going to say it'd be very unlikely if I didn't have it launched by this time next week. Well, that's awesome. So you've done well on goals one and two, and I'm assuming not three. Whereas no, uh, I, I, I missed the main one. <laughs> I didn't do well on the don't don't get consumed by Roblox. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard one. <laughs> yeah, um, I got pretty consumed, and I'm I'm enjoying it going into the dev community. You know, looking at what the the kind of things that they're talking about, and um, the kind of problems that you have are interesting. You know, it's new stuff that I haven't seen before. Like for example, okay, creating a jump pad where where someone can jump. Mm -hmm. So they walk onto a pad and then they jump up. And then let's say um, someone falls onto the jump pad and you want them to bounce. Mm -hmm. Well, because of the way that the whole physics is set up, if you don't let them sit on the pad, if you don't sort of give a little weight, so let them land for, for half a second mm -hmm. and then jump them, it doesn't really jump them in a full a full way like it doesn't jump them according to the force that you assigned it 
So because, oh, okay. because basically, if you, if you just say jump them straight away, bounce them straight away, and you assign a force of, of one, let's say, mm -hmm. actually, it only applies a force of something like half. So it's, it's not, this isn't like a specific... Oh, because it's still got their movement. It, it's, kind of it's, thing, it's, yeah. It's like kind of like applying the old movement vector to the, the jump after the jump happens. It's, which it's, that type of, it's that type of thing. So if yeah. you want them to jump X high, you've got to like apply four times the force for some weird reason, you know, if you, unless you have a weight in the middle. So some, it's just yeah. stuff like that that's interesting. So, sometimes games will have fake physics just for playability reasons. Maybe yeah. they chose it somewhere else. Like I remember uh, um, Quake 3 source code. Like they, all the old uh, id software games like open sourced everything. And I saw the Quake 3 source code. And in that one, there was a, there was a line commented out for like accurate physics. Um, and, and what it was is like, it, let's say you're strafing, like you're running sideways and you're shooting. It actually didn't add your, your running velocity to the like whatever projectile you were shooting so in other words it's like you're running sideways but what the thing that you shoot is not moving sideways so it's directly forward towards the target yeah. um, but it's more accurate if it does like add your movement vector that makes but sense it's also really frustrating for a lot of people not used to games working that way so they yeah. just, like had that line in there commented out yeah they they must have done something like that because because if you're on a conveyor belt moving along and you jump up, you jump up, you don't make, so let's say you go like this, right? And you jump up, you go like this. Oh, weird. You don't go like this. A lot of games do add that one. So, 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 that's so, so that's like really weird. So I, that, that one, one of the big things that I've been working on is like, okay, how do I make this thing maintain momentum when, because the game's called Slider and you're on these conveyor belts and I want to do things like you jump over blocks and through hoops and mm -hmm. you know stuff like that so it's super frustrating if a block comes up and then you jump up and you're just like you know you don't go over it um so i did manage to fix it but um i made it so that it just works when you're when you're running so um i didn't break i didn't sort of break and change their basic physics i just added an extra one mm. that when you're running it then keeps that momentum so it, and you you typically would run because it's just it doesn't feel right to just stand on these things so, uh, and it, it's working pretty well now, actually. To be honest, the game's coming along very nicely. Well, players can get used to almost anything, as long as it gives them more control. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. Like, like if you let them, like, press left or right while they're in midair and have that actually move them... It does no that, yes. Yeah, yeah it fine. does that, yeah. 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 All right, cool. Um, so I had, I had a, a few topics I was, I was thinking of. Okay. Um, one is since Reactor.am is not only published, but, but people have heard us mention the site Reactor.am in uh, multiple episodes, yeah. we have gotten more comments recently. We got like uh, five on the last one, I believe. No, six. And then five on the previous one. Uh, and what? some of that's just us replying. But yeah, like... Um, uh, my friend Liam, a uh, friend of the show, Liam, uh, commented. He said, like, he thought the uh, episode 17 was really good, and he wants to see an article writing about that, uh, um, like, search engine hack that I just mentioned, and, and like, I'm working on the article because that's 
it's motivating to get that kind of uh, that kind of feedback. And then uh, the digital nomad that I mentioned, uh, the guy from Germany that I met in Chiang Mai, uh, who's been traveling around, uh, he also made an account and commented and said <laughs> it was uh, encouraging. And he is also going to start thinking more about audience for his uh, getting things done productivity app. That's not actually getting things done because that would be a, that'd be a trademark violation. <laughs> nice. So, so, so yeah. he's the guy who's building an app like uh, Taskflow. Yeah, well, he actually very much like it. So he's been talking about it for like years before you were talking about Taskflow. Mm -hmm. but it's still like not, you know, it's not really there. And he, he joined uh, 30 by 500 in order to work on it. And uh, you know, a lot of 30 by 500 is saying like, don't make a free mobile app or a cheap mobile app. So it's, you know, it's, it's one of those long winding things. And uh, I think he kind of uh, had the same takeaway from, you know, the stories that we shared that we did that just that, getting some kind of audience is crucial for launching that kind of thing. And, you know, the Android play store won't give it to you authentically in 2020, or I mean, organically, organically. Organically. Yeah. Organic is that sounds uh, like a very cool word. Um, I, I was, you know, I'm going to have to be super, super careful about everything I say. I can't say anything about task flow anymore then. Cause I've got a oh. major competitor listening <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh dear. It's too late. I've already, I've already yeah. said everything. I've already basically given the whole thing away. So well, but, but that's, the, that's if, the problem with, with if you actually believe what you said in episode seventeen, that's not a major issue because yeah. you have an audience, and you're not true. relying on on Google to give you an audience. Well, it still doesn't matter. Even if like ten people made the exact same thing that I made, like copied it. You know, yeah. copy pasted it still i'd just like find a way to differentiate it, it would end up being differentiated because just the very fact of me working with customers customers saying stuff to me at some point i'm going to diverge and move into something different and also i'm going to find different ways of getting people so at the end of the yeah. day it, now if it's something like i was thinking about this if it's something like tesla like uh you know electronic cars um just cars in general. I mean, competition is like such a big deal. You know, it's such a big deal when you're talking about massive companies, massive scale, you know. It's, like yeah, it's, it is. But the idea of it is also so difficult to execute on that, I'm, you know, I'm not sure how much of a, an issue that is. Well, I was just reading a, a, great, um, a great analysis of how Musk deals with competition. So, there has been several times when competition comes in and looks very promising and starts to take some of the mindshare from, from Tesla. Like Rivian, Rivian came in um, with, the, with the truck. Okay? And you know, I don't know whether it was by design or by accident, but then the Cybertruck comes out and it's like, no one's, talk, no one's talking mm. about Rivian anymore. You know? And then you know, the same things happened a few times. Yeah, yeah, I'd never um, even heard of Rivian. Okay. But what I, so what I did think when I saw that though was Toyota, you know, started off by just devouring the market for a certain kind of car, and then after they were pretty big, they you know they have these yearly goals. They had like a goal of the year each year, and what like one of those resulted in the Prius. 
a different one resulted in the Tacoma because they were like, this is a huge category of vehicles that expensive vehicles that are much more popular in the US than they are in Japan and they're not as good at it. They're still like losing that category to Ford or you know, Chevy or whoever else. So they just made that their main goal. And I thought uh, uh, you know, Tesla would have the same motivations because it is like a really lucrative part of the market. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so, but for, for us, you know, for, for indie founders, and this is like our superpower, and I talk about this in the bootcamp, it's like, we don't have the same um, level of stress and, you know, can we survive based on the whole competition thing? Because we just don't need as many people, unless we're really trying to build a million yeah. trillion dollar business. But if, if we're talking about lifestyle, you know, a quarter of a million dollars a year, like, it's not, it's not going to be an issue. Well, one thing, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not at that level yet, but one thing that did motivate me, uh, or not motivate me, but one thing that gave me an idea was Liam wrote on, our, on that same episode, reactor.am slash podcast slash 17, uh, said that you know, he'd gotten demotivated doing his mastermind podcast, which is very similar to ours with uh, his friend Ben in Australia. It's called Create Your World Podcast. I listened to all of the early episodes. Uh, I think it maybe he's taking a little di different direction right now, but uh, it was, I don't, I don't think there was anything, you know, bad about the content, but he was like, you know, we just didn't, we weren't really growing the downloads. So I lost motivation. And I was thinking it's a completely different situation with us because you already have a huge following from texting and your other, you know, products. And I already have like, you know, YouTube channel with thousands of subscribers from Alchemist Camp. So we could have done just about any kind of podcast and there'd at least be people that would listen to the first episode. Yeah, well, I've got a couple of things to say to that. One, um, you know, I agree with everything you just said and like who, whatever audience we get here, it's just kind of gravy. It's not, it's not foundational for us, which is great. It's true. Which That's is really so nice. We don't have the same goal even. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a, gravy, a gravy audience, which is, which is fantastic because it makes us much less stressed about, about this, this show. We, we, we do it with or without an audience. In fact, we've said that. We, we don't right, mind if right. it's just two people. But the other thing is the texting audience isn't huge. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, no it's not no no we've got i mean you know i think we've got about 2000 people i mean i don't think that's huge and that's that's 2000 downloads i mean whether that actually equates to 2000 listeners is very very oh unlikely. it's like per episode yeah yeah and you're hosting the file yourself yeah well no through soundcloud through soundcloud okay yeah okay no we we peaked at about 2000 and it's something now for, for Jason and myself, that's a bugbear on texting. We're like, why isn't it 10,000? <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, so in that episode where in that podcast, where it's, that was one of our main goals was to keep growing. And we were frustrated that it just kept, you know, just capped out. Um, but I think the reason why it capped out was because we stopped, we stopped doing the strategy that was working to grow it. And the strategy was bring on, very interesting guests. Um, and right. so you, you know, you pick up some of their following and you're, you're in the middle of the zeitgeist, you know, and that strategy works and we stopped doing it. 
Yeah. Well, and your guests like retroactively became interesting. Like yeah. you had so many guests that later became billionaires. Like I know it's crazy. Um, I, we picked like, the good uh, ones. Yeah. You, Patrick Collison, Travis Klanick, uh, who, oh, James Altucher. I don't, I don't know, you know how, how wealthy he is, but he's like very, very famous now yeah. and wasn't nearly so much so back then. Um, yeah, Derek Sivers, like you just, just person after person after person that would be kind of tough to get in touch with. Um, I think yeah. you had like Jessica Ma in there. Like, bef- like it's Jason. I mean, Jason's yeah. just really good at picking, at, at picking people who like, oh yeah, they're, they're interesting. And he's, they're so he just reached out to them and set it up. Yeah. So he's, he's responsible for that. I appreciate it. Yeah. That. Um, in any case, you know, like all, I agree. Like if you want to grow something all, and you don't have, so, so I, I think if, if you weren't doing that strategy, or even if you were, there's, there's a Matthew effect. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's, it's from, uh, uh, I think it's from a Bible verse, actually, something like from, from those who have everything, or from those who have nothing, more will be taken. Those who have everything, uh, even more will be given, something along those lines. And it's, it's basically just the, uh, the momentum that you get from success in something. So, if you're, you know, if you're doing something with some level of success, you'll get more help from people that want to meet up with you, uh, which will help you learn more and get to another level of success. And you can, you know, say, you know, you've got, you know, X number of listeners on your podcast. That makes it easier to get a more interesting guest on your podcast. And it just kind of, and then after you've gotten that interesting guest, you can tell the next person like, well, we had you know, Patrick Collison on our podcast before. And then, then they'll be like, Oh really? Well, I'm Mm. sure I'll, I'll go on that podcast, you know? Oh no, we're, we're to the point where, so I'm sorry. I don't want to, I'm so I know I'm interrupting you, but I just thought I'd tell you this. Um, Gabriel Weinberg in his traction, in his traction book listed texting as one of his key podcasts to where he spoke and spoke to influencers so we get like at least two times a week pitched for someone to become a guest on our show. <laughs> so his, his traction book about growth channels is a major growth channel for your show. Or it's a major a growth channel for our show. But, That's funny. But, but we, ha- we always say, look, we don't do interviews anymore. So, <laughs> so two times a week oh, we're turning people all right. down. So, saying, so you don't want traffic on that show either. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a, yeah. And, and it's, yeah, it's all, it's all dependent on your goals. Like if, if there were anyone I could interview on my YouTube channel that was uh, in the Elixir world, like say they're, you know, famous open source Elixir dev, or um, they're another Elixir educator, something like that. Of course I want them on there because like that traffic is directly related to, you know, everything in, in that side business. But you, you know, one of the things that we did on texting as well, which is a bit different to a goal of growing traffic was to use it to get to speak to people that we find really interesting. So that's, we, that's actually what, what motivates me more in general. Yeah. So, so we, we weren't really thinking about traffic with, with at least half the interviews. It was just like, man, I really want to meet and speak to that person. And um, I do have someone in mind that I want to interview. Um, I think on texting is this kid called Alvin blocks. Um, who's a, who's a Roblox um, YouTuber. And uh-huh. he has been, he's, he's been doing um, Roblox scripting tutorials, teaching people how to script uh, since he was, I mean, like eight. Like, so you can go, 
he's he's like sixteen or something, or even less, like oh okay, like, so like, like fifteen or something. Not not like a kid, kid. He's he's like yeah, yeah. And and he is um, it's you listen to the early videos, and it's just like this tiny little squeaky voice, you know, like saying you know, come here, guys, and it's it's so cute. And and now his his like voice is completely broken. He's like, hey, I'm Alvin Blocks, you know. <laughs> it's like you can wow. see him through the years, but he's he's built up like a. He's, he's, he's got a whole, you know, like a whole online presence and you can subscribe and you can join his Discord and he's making money online and he's like, it's very professional. That's, it's very well done. That's a lot of continuity for someone so young. Like, I know. I, I, know. I don't, so I, I actually had a higher traffic blog than uh, Alchemist Camp is by quite a bit. It was focused on language learning and... Uh, you know, for quite a while, it was getting like 30 to 50 commenters per post. Uh, well, maybe that's the, the higher end. It was more like 10 to 50. But I don't even have it online anymore because I was just such a different person at such a different point in my life, like 15 years ago. Yeah. Like now I'm, you know, I'm not an English teacher. I'm not trying to learn Chinese. Uh, I've I've got just really different interests and goals and there's not you know I, I guess there would be some overlap if I wanted to I could bring a lot of the audience with me but uh, it, just, it just I just wasn't interested in it that way you know in having that presence anymore um, and it's amazing to me like someone could go from age 8 to 16 and, and have that much continuity what, what I find so interesting about him is um, I think he is the best tech technical tutor i've ever seen present because you know he obviously really really understands what he's teaching mm -hmm. because he explains it in a way that makes it so you know how a lot of times when people explain stuff they'll take stuff for granted they'll sort of right. have, they'll take stuff for granted and and really there's there's like three other things you need to understand before you explain that thing but he really gets that he really builds it up from the ground up. He's like, this is, you know, this is the first thing you need to understand about this. This is very, okay. Here's, here's an example. So he was teaching an example, how to create a live event in Roblox. So mm -hmm. with Roblox, they have multiple servers. So your game could be on multiple servers and a live event would be, let's say for example, you had a rocket that was going to, that was going to fire on all the servers at the same time. So everyone was going to see this light, what's called a live event. I see. So um, he basically explained the history of Unix time. <laughs> like, oh, wow. This is how Unix time works. And this is why, this is how your live event is going to work because there's this thing called Unix time and you can basically trigger on a specific point in the future in Unix time. Like that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like someone who really explains it. Yeah. So, so he's a good teacher as well as being kind of uniquely um, consistent, as you say. That's, I mean, that's a hard thing to do, uh, especially with some topics like uh, uh, actually a lot of math related things. Like uh, I, I remember yeah. I was taking uh, an abstract algebra class many, many years ago. And I like, I went from like not understanding something to not understanding how anybody wouldn't understand it in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously if you're doing, you know, that, that's that's not good for uh, for being a YouTube tutor. 
Yeah, I'm a bit like I'm. I've got a very strange way of learning where I just I don't understand it until I do, and it's like this. It's like this sort of this uphill, this uphill. It's going up this hill, going up this hill. Don't understand it. Don't understand it. Whoa! All of a sudden, it's like whoa! I understand it. Nice, nice. You know, um, it's quite frustrating. <laughs> it's I could see that. I are you are you alternating like learning it and using it in a tight loop, or is it just uh, like just struggling to get a, a, a handhold for a long time. I don't know. It's a bit too abstract to, to okay. answer that right now, but, um, but yeah, that's just the general, the general pattern. But um, yeah, so I, I would like to get him. I think I'd like to interview him on texting at some time. I'm, I have machinations about that because he's well, a, also an indie founder. You know, he's basically an yeah. indie founder and it's very interesting what he's done. I think he'd be an interesting person to interview. Sounds like a good, yeah, good crossover because you're both bringing something to the table. Yeah. Something very different, you know, but still related enough that it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So other topics, uh, just to actually, that's all I had. Just had the Matthew principle and, uh, and building your your audience or your thing from nothing, and that was that was about we, it. We had two. I've oh. had two emails so far, who said they want intro music. Really? Well, you also have a comment on episode seventeen requesting it. Yeah, from from Dan Danny Dan Danilo. Uh, from from Liam. Oh, from Liam as well. Yeah. Oh. But 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 he uh, he like uh, he, he made it a little harder because he was he also suggested something Blade Runner esque. As oh, opposed to just any music, yeah. Oh well, it it it's already we've already got the music, so yeah, yeah. It's just a question of like plugging it together. I mean, I, I can't go back in time and make a whole bunch of new songs, so I just I've just got my finite number You've of songs to pick from. Collection of songs, <laughs> yeah. How many? So how many albums did you do, or how many? How many uh, songs did, did you? Well, did? a lot of a lot of songs, but w- whether they ever got to. Um, to any kind of recording is another question. Um, but one, just one actual album, and then th- which sort of had one kind of vibe, and then another set of songs, I guess about six songs, um, that actually had a much more tight vibe that would have made a better album, but never, hmm. became, an al- never became an album. And that was, that, was all, uh, that was all in Ireland? Yeah, it was all through the, through the band Money Penny. Wow. Interesting. And in our Generation Zero and the one that you picked for this uh, this screencast or this this podcast are those from the same album or are they they're, they they're both from the six the six songs? They're both from the six. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Uh huh. Yeah. What were you about to say? Uh, I was about to say that uh, the corollary of what I thought of this Matthew effect is there's a so you're at a huge disadvantage when you don't have any audience or any, you know, whatever, or credibility or skills. And you get a lot for getting to a win, even if it's a small win. So I think the corollary of it is like, if you don't have, you know, you don't have any audience trying to build a new podcast, then you definitely do want to just get some guest you can interview who has more than you do. Um, or, or even the same, <laughs> you know, so you, you want to use like whatever you can, even if it's, you're just tackling small challenges, like you don't need to get Tim Ferriss on your podcast. You just go after something really small and then you'll get more of an audience and you can 
go after bigger things. It's kind of, it's kind of similar to your, you know, you wrote nugget about uh, doing like a one-time sale business first. And then, you know, then after your WordPress plugin or your info product or whatever is doing okay, then you go after something a little bit harder that takes more resources. Something that I think is key is existence proof. So if, because we all feel imposter syndrome, if we actually have existence proof that we can do something, it kind of changes everything because then we kind of know, oh, I can do this. So what I was thinking is, let's say, for example, you were to obliterate Nugget, to obliterate texting, take everything that we've done here off, out of existence. Because I've got existence proof about building an audience, I would know Ah, yeah, I'll just do a blog post. <laughs> I'll just do an interesting blog post yeah. and, I'll, I'll, and I'll send it to you know, different places and yeah, it'll, it'll get some traction. So that's, that's a weird, that, that's the, almost like that thing we just spoke about, about not knowing and knowing. It's a, it's a kind of similar thing. It's like you get to this place where you, you know that you can do it. And so all the people who don't know how to build an audience and think that they can't build an audience just need to cross that chasm and build the audience, and then they will know, ah, now I know how to build an audience. And it's yeah. so much easier to do when you're on the other side of the chasm. And, and it's, it's, it seems, this is another one of those things where you just said, I don't understand why everyone doesn't understand this. This is how yeah. I feel about building I, an audience. It's I think like, there's a lot of truth in that. Like, learning Chinese was easier for me at 24, and I got way further with it than learning French at 14. And I actually, my French is still horrible. Like I just survived <laughs> high school and that was it. Uh, and the whole reason it was so much easier, even though Chinese is obviously way less related to English as uh, a, a kind of challenging writing system is that I knew I could learn a language, mm. you know? And, and like, even now, like even if, if somehow like the languages I've learned were wiped from my mind, I would still have the confidence that I'm capable of learning them. Yeah. And, you know, I could go to, you know, somewhere else and start learning whatever. So what is the takeaway from this? The takeaway is just fucking do it. Just, just do, it. do it. Just get yeah. stuck in and get, start building that audience. That's what the takeaway is. Also, also I think, I think the other takeaway is just, Getting uh, getting a small win is way better than getting like ten percent of a big win. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. like like get for something sure. done. It's it's like you know make it make it like releasing a bad clone of Tetris is way better than like you know working really hard on a three D shooter or like a real time strategy game and not getting it finished. You know what? By the time you see this this po this recording or hear this you will be able to go to nugget.one and sign up and go through the boot camp and join the nugget slack and tell me and mark about your struggles and what's holding you back and we'll we'll tell you just fucking do it <laughs> all right now that is a good pre-commitment because <laughs> I'm publishing these faster when this one is out. If that is not ready, people go there. It will be ready. It will it be ready. It has to be ready. It has to be ready. It will definitely be ready.
this is uh, this is what your friend Gabriel Weinberg would call a forcing function. Yeah, yeah, it will be ready for that sure. Is, uh, but I mean, no, seriously, at the rate you publish these things, it's I've got another couple of months. Uh, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. <laughs> I, I'm you do I'm, a really good job with now. the show notes, by the way. I just want to say that. Um, appreciate that. Like, I, I like oh, the detail. Happy and, to help. Yeah, it's good. You know, the, the biggest hack in the world was just realizing I can listen. Like, we're not talking that fast and that we have some pauses and so forth. I can listen to this at like three and a half X, sometimes four X. Hmm. And that makes it just so much just less painful to go through it. Like, I don't want to spend like an hour to go through it, but I'm spending like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. It's, it's nothing. And it, it like reloads everything in my mind. If there's a part I want to write in show notes, I'll just go back there and play it at normal speed. And, uh, it's it's a great experience. Maybe Jason should do that. I don't know whether he listens, whether he does it single speed. There, there is one bad side, though. Um, now, when I hear either of us talking, I'm kind of like, oh, come on, just like, just like move a bit faster. <laughs> so <laughs> you're expecting you're expecting our voice. You've you're sort of trained yeah. in your mind. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm like, is that all? Yet? Come on, like, I need more input. Like, come on. <laughs> That's funny. It's a, it's a, it's a real risk. Although, I mean, the worst would be people who never talk to either of us and listen at two X all the time or three X. I couldn't listen. Meet one I, of us. I couldn't listen to a podcast at anything other than zero because I feel like you zero. miss out one, you know, just, just okay. one. Zero. <laughs> as, like as it's, zero it's pause. It's pause. <laughs> uh, because like, I, I just feel like you'd miss out on so much nuance of who the person was. You know, maybe um, I, I may have done that with texting because I, I think I probably listened to like half of one episode before putting it at one point seven x, and then never went slower. So you did. So basically, texting was informational for you. It wasn't about personality. Well, it kind of was. Uh, like there was a lot of personality stuff because you were talking about, um, and that you know, comes individual- through one individual kids that were in, in um, math Academy and their struggles yeah. and the, um, like all of, all of Jason's stuff about, uh, um, you know, bribing Colby to learn his Dolch sight <laughs> words. And, you know, it's like not bribing him to read because then when you take the, the bribe away, the, uh, the incentive to read would disappear, just bribe to do the thing that scaffolds the reading and then take it away. And then, you know, no need to drill the Dolch sight words, but with that scaffold, like reading has become easier and more fun. Like all of that stuff, it was, it was just like, you know, I, like, I don't have a kid and I'm not, I mean, I am interested in, in uh, um, you know, language teaching and I've like thought of all of these same kinds of things. So I guess there's some of that, but um, most of what I got, as I said before, was just this, this little pointillist overview of, you know, 10 years uh, just spread out in these, these conversations. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think uh, it, it does come through. Um, I'm sure there's a limit. Like if, if I'm pushing the absolute limit of what I can understand, then you know, no good. And, and also like if I, when I'm jogging, I, in listening, like I won't go over 1.5 cause then I just, just miss too much, too much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So what, what goals do we have? Do you want to, let's do goals. Yeah. All right. So my goal, my first goal is a little bit meta. Um, I, it should be work on Phoenix Igniter because that was my goal last time, time before, time before that. Uh, my first goal is I'm, I'm going to 
pay attention to my, like how I'm, what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling when I try to work on Phoenix Ignite or try to figure out like what, you know, what's uh, slowing me down there. Um, and I, and I do really want to get some stuff done because I've, I've, I've got a bunch of fixes that I've already coded that I just haven't, uh, Can haven't I just released yet. Can I just stop you so, there? Yeah. Um, what was that thing that I just read and said to myself? Where is it? How to stop procrastinating by using the fog behavior model. I am familiar with that. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think a lot of that guy's stuff just come. It, I, I know, you know, it's a Stanford professor, but you know, his, his whole like just floss one tooth advice. Like, that just always seems stupid to me. Like when I, when I first read that, I was like, well, uh, this, this is even motivating. I like, I'll let like all but one tooth rot. Like it, well he's basically just saying he's just saying just remind yourself why you want to do something you know yeah uh Um, so i just i just i just sent it to you via line so in this in this blog post it's not saying anything about flossing one tooth it's just saying um uh you, you know doing stuff is a combination of wanting to do it being able to do it and um and a trigger to do it. So like having the time to do it, okay. being able to do it and wanting to do it. And he's saying a, a lot of the time people can do it and they have, a, they have the time to do it, but they just don't have the motivation. And so to give yourself the motivation, remind yourself all the, all the whys. Why that's, is it important? Yeah. You know, why is that's, it important? That's reasonable. And that actually, so I have a, I have a counter recommendation um, well, you, you're for, not for in a BJ position Fox. to make a recommendation. And you're the I one who's not do. doing shit right you're, now. You're right. You're right. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, go on. The uh, the willpower instinct, how self control works, why it matters, and what you can do to get more of it by Kelly McGonigal, uh, I found very useful. And she talks about uh, willpower, won't power, and want power. And want power is basically what you just said. Yeah. Um, so, so the strategy I'm taking is, I, I guess it's somewhat similar to that. I'm, I'm just like really going to try to be a little bit self-reflective and see what it is. Like, is it because I've, I, I mean, maybe it's because I've just got this unrealistic idea in my mind. If I need to release like, you know, a hundred perfectly synchronized things at the same time. Um, and that's, that's demotivating. So I think Phoenix that, the, I think that, that, that we have as indie founders, I think many, many of us have this, there's some um, inbuilt like explosion mechanism. That's like self. um, What's that word? Self defeat. uh, What's the phrase? Self-sabotaging. Yeah. Self-sabotage about it. Like, for example, why, I mean, why haven't I released nugget? Why didn't, why did it take me so long to do anything with plug Like I kind of knew that it was going to be successful. Yeah, but I just somehow putting an effort into something that was going to be successful for me created a force to stop me from doing it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, and I think that's part of why momentum is so big and why these conversations are good for me. It's, it's uh, if if we weren't doing this, I would probably be thinking like, ah, oh, yeah, I really got to get some stuff done for Igniter, but it wouldn't be like this front and center. In yeah. my mind, is this thing that I have to confront. It's really reflecting it to you. It's yeah. really reflecting yeah. to you. So and that's, anyway, 
that's the point of task flow. Task flow, its main goal is to reflect to you what you should be doing. Now, whether wow. you make those decisions or not is up to you, but it's going to reflect it to you and it's going to make it very clear to you, no, you are being a plonker and not doing what you should be doing. Well, we'll, we'll see if you get it launched first or if uh, our, uh, our uh, German friend of the show... Oh, now I'm in a race. Gets his now we're in first. a race. Yes. Oh, oh, all right. Competition uh, and a race. Anyway, back to my goals. Number okay, one sorry. is yeah. work on Phoenix Igniter and also like the meta examination of like why, you know, what, what's, uh, what's causing friction. And number two is start my absent uh, GraphQL series on Alchemist Camp. Number three is going to be continue going through my, uh, my books and tutorials I got from Manning one hour per day. It's just one week, you know. Yeah. You're going to get all that done in a week? Um, I think I am, yeah. Because, I mean, I just said one screencast and get unstuck on Phoenix Igniter. Get unstuck, okay. Yeah, and, I, and I've been going, like, I like learning and I like going through tutorials. Like, I, I've been doing maybe two hours a week or three hours a week uh, on, on those specific ones I mentioned, even if I'm not being pushed. I mean, it's a little harder now since I finished the Rust in Motion series. So now I'm, you know, giving myself like, you know, an hour a day goal. Okay. Good yeah. luck. So Good luck with uh, those goals. That is um, the entirety. My goals are to get Nugget live, to get what I've, what I've got on my own system live. I think I'll be able to do that within a week. Um, I think. Pretty sure. Now, well, I'm, I'm not, not going to slow down posting these uh, screencasts. I'm not saying that it's um, going to be put, published to Product Hunt and stuff like that, but at least get it live so that I can get a few people testing out because there's a few new features and functions that I've built in, so I want to make sure that they work. Because um, I told you I'm, I'm completely moving off of Drip, um, any email software platform. I'm just going to do it all myself. Because there's just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, not to interrupt, but... No, do. If you give me the uh, uh, like whatever keys I need for your uh, um, your transactional mailing system, I can I can you know have password resets and all that on Reactor.am because the code's already there. Just need to just need to hook it up. Uh, now that's in relation to Reactor.am. Yeah, yeah. Just so if someone so if, forgets their login, so if I give they, you my um, my uh, mailgun keys, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I can send you a text and I'll, I'll just say like exactly which which things I need. I believe okay. it's just uh, an API key and that's all. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so you want that to go through the Nugget mailing system? And an address. Uh, I don't I don't care. I mean, it can go through whatever. We should just create our, our own new Mailgun account. Okay, yeah. new account. We'll do that. And you, I mean, it'll be fine. I mean, it won't cost us anything because... Cool. Because you have to send like thousands of emails through Mailgun before they even charge you like ten cents. Okay. Oh, so it's like all, like Amazon SES levels. Yeah. 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 Um, so we'll do that. So then the second goal is to just not go overboard with any kind of food stuff. So just to, just to generally keep okay. And then the third goal is for Roblox. I want some kind of beginning of a scoring system for the Roblox game. 
oh, you have to come up with one. Yeah. I, have, well, I mean, they, they give you an architecture or whatever, but I've got a, I, I just want some kind of basic concept, like actually sort of working. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right, man. All right. Till next this week. Is a, this is a good one. All right. Speak to you. Speak to you again. Cheers. Yeah. Bye. Later.